just go ahead. Hi, my name is Scott, and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, Scott. Hi, I'm just going to move my water here. So, uh, so uh, yesterday um, I had a presentation in class, which I prepared for, but with 12-step, I don't feel like I need to uh, prepare my own experience, strength, and hope just because of what that is. So uh, I didn't really prepare. I just figured that I would speak through my loving, you know, unconditionally loving higher power that, that I trust, um, and um, we'll go from there. So um, I came in almost 12 years ago. I was 315 pounds, which is about 100 above what I am now. I was suicidally depressed. Um, I was lonely. I was angry at the world. I was uh, binging every night, which included eating out of my garbage can nightly while, while sleepwalking after passing out from a binge. Um, and... I had a skin condition called psoriasis on 18 different parts of my body. Uh, I didn't have any kind of college degree. I didn't have a driver's license. Um, I was still living at home at age 28 with my parents. And, uh, you know, at about three years prior to that, I had made the decision that I was going to eat myself to death. And uh, one of my favorite binge places was in gang territory in the Mission District, where if you wore red clothing, you can get beat up. And a lot of times, I would go to that neck of the woods to get my binge foods, purposely wearing red, a red top, hoping to get the crap beat out of me. That's how much I hated myself. And it, it wasn't just because I hated myself, but I'm also a drama queen, right? <laughs> so if I got the crappy out of me, I would have this exciting story about the ambulance ride, and then, you know, so-and-so hit me in the head or whatever, you know, or kicked me. And so it, for me, it's not just the food. It's the drama. It's the anger. It's the resentment. It's the dishonesty. It's all of those character defects that are in my fourth step and in my sixth step and a part of my uh, fifth and seventh steps as well. And they are character defects that I work on um, almost every day through written and unwritten ten steps. And I also, uh, the written ten steps I give away to my sponsor every Thursday afternoon. So, uh... So I came in about 12 years ago. Uh, it was the first Friday in March of 2001. Two weeks before that date, um, I was in group therapy, and I had a crush on this woman, and we became friends, and she invited me to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And I decided that I would go, not because I hated my body and was 315 pounds and eating out of my own garbage can every night, but so I could hang out with this woman. So anyway, between that time and the two weeks when that first meeting was to come, we had a falling out, but I went anyway. And I remember being of service at that meeting. I remember sharing at that meeting. I remember uh, participating in fellowship before and after the meeting. And then after all that was done, I remember going to one of my favorite binge places after that meeting. However, uh, within three weeks, I got abstinent from sugar and from 
compulsive overeating. Now, that abstinence uh, was three meals a day, nothing in between, no sugar, um, optional snack. I rarely ever use the optional snack part of it. Maybe once a month, once every two months I would. So uh, sometime between years two and three, when I look back, I relapsed. But it wasn't until year six that I came out of denial about having been in relapse. So one of the most humbling uh, things I've ever experienced was about five years ago, uh, five, five and a half years ago, I was at uh, the Thursday night 19th and Judah meeting that starts at 8 p.m. And uh, during the sharing portion, it was my turn to share, and I decided that I was going to come out as not being abstinent. And when I did that, it felt like this big weight had been lifted off my back. Because in that two to three years I was abstinent, I lost 89 pounds, all on self-will. I never did honest, and I did step work, but I didn't do honest and thorough step work. Okay, thank you. And um, so it was mostly on self-will and, um, you know, even though I had gained about 50 of that 89 pounds back, it's like, I mean, people know this, especially in the face. I gained weight in my face, you know. So, and I remember I, I had met this celebrity at this charity event. I had my picture taken with him. And looking back, it was so obvious that I had been in a relapse. But I wanted to be a star. I wanted to get the anniversary chips every year. I wanted to stand up at the century meeting when they have the one year and above abstinence, you know, to stand up if you have one a year or more of abstinence. I wanted to stand during that portion of the meeting. It's all of that stuff, you know. I think the ego really got in the way, the ego and and the denial. Um, some people say an acronym for ego is easing God out, and an acronym for denial is didn't even notice I was lying. I am lying, you know, and. So when I, when I came out um, as being, um, you know, not abstinent, you know, I felt like I don't have to lie anymore. I don't have to hide, you know, and I felt really free. Now, with that said, it took me about two and a half, three years to really get my act together. Um, when I first came in and got abstinent, I would hear people say, you know, I don't have a relapse in me. And I was only 29 when I got abs or 28 when I got abstinent, but I was one of those folks too. It was mostly older folks who would say that, but I was one of those folks who would, who thought, if I ever relapse, I am out of here. Um, but that wasn't the truth. And you know, I, I think the theme of this meeting is don't quit before the miracle happens. So. Uh, so two years and five months ago, I got a new sponsor, and I told him, look, I am really, really desperate. I will do honest and thorough step work. I don't care what I, I will listen to everything you suggest, whatever it takes to get clean. Because six months before that, I was a sophomore at SF State, and I was sitting with my counselor and I told her that I needed to quit school 
Um, I was in a in relapse mode again, and I was binging every night. And uh, you know, a lot of times the foods I would binge on, I you know, would cause fatigue. And I couldn't get to class, or I was just really drowsy all the time. I was always thinking about the food, and uh, she had her computer screen in front of her and said, you know, you made the dean's list last semester. You know, I had told her, I don't think I'm college material. That was my BS uh, excuse for quitting school. And she said, you made the dean's list last semester. I don't think, I, I think you're college material. So that was the end of that conversation. Uh, we worked it out where I would just drop one of my four classes and continue on and do the best. And I ended up with a 3.0 GPA that semester, um, even though I was still in the middle of relapse. I really struggled. Usually I, I do better than that usually with, with the schooling. So uh, that summer I hooked up with a sponsor who I have now. And... Um, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between my character defects and my issues around food. Um, they're both addictive, right? Like, I talked about the addictive nature of anger. When, like, when I'm driving, that feels like one of the best times to act out with uh, rage or anger or impatience um, or, towards other drivers. But I also think now that it's one of the best t opportunities to practice a program, to, uh, to, to grow, um, and, and uh, a chance to grow. Um, I feel like my character defects are part of the reason why I overeat. And I feel like if I'm into the food, there's a greater chance that I will act out with my character defects. So my character defects list mostly comes from my fourth step inventory. So if I, if I had never done before an honest fourth step, an honest and thorough fourth step, there's no way in heck I could do an honest and thorough fifth step, sixth step, seventh step, eighth step, or ninth step. So um, going by that, you know, it, I would just have a really hard time staying clean. Five left. Thank you, Ari. So, I was with the sponsor, I was about four months in when I started my first honest and thorough fourth step. And to this day, I, I, I say that doing an honest and thorough fourth step was one of the most loving things I have ever done for myself. Um, and then 1A would be giving that away in step five with myself, another person who was my sponsor, and my higher power present. Uh, there were things on that fourth step that I thought I'd go to my grave with. And the heavy-duty, scary stuff revolved around, surprise, surprise, sex. And, um, and some of the other stuff was uh, abuse um, that I experienced. Um, and there was also an incident where I had a rageaholic episode when I was 13 because my mom bought the wrong lunch meat for my school lunches. That is a true story. And the end of that was I threw out all her clothes out the front door and I also pushed her. I was 13 years old. And I had so much shame around that. Um, that night was the first night I saw my mom cry. And I held on to that for several a couple decades. So I let go of that, I let go of some of the sex stuff and some of the abuse I experienced as an as a adolescent. And uh, 
again, it was kind of like admitting that I was in relapse mode a few years before that. Just this huge load was off my back. You know, it's like I felt free, you know, when I gave away that fourth step in step five. And it allowed me to move on to do ons and thorough step work from six through nine. So we did the list of character defects in step six. In step seven, I humbly asked my higher power to remove those shortcomings with the understanding that at any moment, one or five or 20 of those character defects will return. In fact, it's probably inevitable, you know? And when that comes up, it just means I work a program around it. I pray and meditate, I go to a meeting, I make a phone call, I write a 10-step, whatever working a program means in that instance. I don't eat. That is not going to make the fear go away. It may while I'm eating, but then after that, I'm going to feel the feelings again, and then I'm just going to want to have to stuff my face again. You know, um, we stuffed our face before we faced our stuff, I think that saying goes. So, uh, yeah. So uh, whenever the character defects are up, I work a program around it. Um, and then I proceed with the rest of the steps. And I do the daily, I do the maintenance steps uh, daily. I do some form of a 10 step daily, written or not. I pray and meditate every day. My days start off with a third step prayer. And then I show gratitude for the gift of life. Um, and then my days end with um, giving thanks for the gift of life again and praying for those I resent. A huge part of my program involves forgiving those who have wronged me in the past. Um, about 18 months ago, 16 months ago maybe, I actually forgave my childhood abuser. And that's after having prayed for him for 10 years. And uh, I was able to meet with him in person at a restaurant. And the next night, I just, when I was doing my list of people on my prayer list at night, his name just naturally did not come out of my mouth. Um, so for me, that meant I for, forgave him. So uh, I think I'm down about 30 seconds or so. Something like that. 35. Okay. So, uh, and then with step 12, you know, just being of service. And that doesn't just mean in the rooms. It means outside the rooms as well, um, whatever that means. A lot of times when I'm feeling fear, um, I ask my higher power, show me how I could be of service in this situation. And oftentimes that takes the fear away. Um, and I, would just, I just want to close up by saying that I've received many gifts in this program and one of those gifts is that in August, uh, four months ago, I started graduate school. And uh, one week from today will be the last class for the first semester of graduate school for me. So um, I'm this guy who barely got through high school and all that and was not college material. And here I am in graduate school getting a master's in counseling. So um, I'm really grateful. Um, thank you for asking me to speak and for having me here. And uh, I hope and some of what I shared tonight was helpful. Thanks.